Good morning, my friends. Uh, so, as you probably already noticed, you're in a very strict quarantine. Um, every, basically, what everyone was saying that um, the hard times weren't over, that it was going to be um, hard on us because we would probably eventually have to go back into quarantine. Well, we're back into it, into this lockdown, but uh, like anything that happens in life, we can look at it in two different perspectives. Or we are pessimistic and we only see the troubles and the, uh, the effort that this causes, the tiredness, the loneliness, the struggle. Or we see this as a temporary team effort. We see this as an opportunity to bless many people, people even that we don't know. Because if we stay home and we allow these numbers to decrease, it means that a lot more people are going to live. It means that our national healthcare system is not going to collapse. And we pray for the doctors and the nurses, to, uh, for everyone that is uh, serving the community in this beautiful, amazing way. Um, and when it comes to that point, as Gabby said, we go down the rabbit hole. We always, sometimes we always go to that point where we feel that we don't have anything more, that we have no more patience, that we start being, becoming pessimistic. We remember what the word of God says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I can do all things at home through Christ who strengthens me. I can be at my home and we can work from home and we can find peace and contentment because we can do all things through Christ. And I hope and I pray that this will be your experience as well, that God is stretching us in believing and trusting everything that he can do. So we're going to enter a new message series that we believe that um, God brought to our hearts in, in leadership, a message series that is called God of Miracles. We believe that our God is a God of miracles. And pretty much every single thing that God does is a miracle. He is the God that created the whole universe from scratch, from absolutely nothing. He was the one that set its foundations, its laws. He's the one that allows the earth to orbit the, in the entire galaxy in that exact angle to alive, allow life to happen. He is the God that says that waters cannot go above a certain limit. A God that created us with these very complex bodies. We have an immune system and thank God for it. We have a nervous system. We have a respiratory system. But he is also the God that steps into his creation and creates change. A God that turns our worst expectations into marvelous experiences. A God that commands the waters to stop flowing. He is a God that is able to send armies of angels to help us in battle in our favor. He is the God that is able to raise the dead back to life. So during these next weeks, we're going to study several stories of the Bible many miracles that are explained in the Bible. And we want to grow in this faith, believing that the God that we serve is a God of miracles. He is the God that is able to do the impossible. And these stories will bring us comfort and hope while we wait for God's plans to unfold in our lives. Every miracle in the Bible is a God-given opportunity for us to learn important spiritual truths. 
Not just so that we can know that it happened, but we may understand why they happened. And so we're going to grow in awe and wonder of the Lord about his great power and his sovereignty over the whole world. And I, as I was thinking um, about miracles and thinking about which miracle I'm going to preach about this morning, I remember this story of when Jesus fed uh, more than 5,000 people. I believe that many of you know this story. It's a very well-known story. So Jesus, at one point, he was teaching and he was healing and crowds were gathering. And it was a beautiful day, a beautiful evening. And all of a sudden, the, the evening came, late, the later evening came, and there wasn't enough food to help all those people. So Jesus, he broke a few loaves of bread and a few fish, and he fed the entire crowd with leftovers included. A beautiful story, and we love this story. It reminds us in, a, in this, just by telling it, that Jesus can do pretty much everything. He can do anything, and that he is our provider. He cares for our needs. And I, recently I preached about this miracle at Riverside Fishkaish, and the more I studied this passage, the more truth the Holy Spirit was starting to bring into my heart. And I want to share with you a few things that I continue to learn about this story. And the first truth that I want to share about this story, about this miracle, is actually found in the, on the backstory of the miracle. Just a few verses before we, the Bible starts describing this miracle, this is exactly what happened in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 10. So this is what the Bible says. King Herod had John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, beheaded in prison. When John's disciples came, they carried off the body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard this, he left that place and went by boat to a deserted place by himself. Just by reading this, how do you think Jesus was feeling after hearing the news that his cousin, his wonderful cousin, was murdered by an insane king. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully human. He felt the sadness and the sorrow that we also feel when we lose someone that we love. And as soon as Jesus heard the news, he went off by himself in a boat, just wanting to be alone. Because that's exactly what you and I do when we are in pain. We want to be left alone. The first truth about miracles is this. Pain is frequently the backdrop of miracles. We normally focus on the miracle, the high point of the story, the moment where everything happens and everyone is happy, but pain and sorrow was the low point of this miracle. Jesus was in pain. Jesus was suffering. It was probably one of the hardest moments in Jesus' life because we don't see him many times do what he did when he heard news such as this. And we might be going through a low moment in our lives. I believe many of you are going through very, very low moments in your own lives. Maybe one of the hardest that you've ever experienced in your life. But remember this, you may be going through a low moment, but that your story does not end there. 
God is still working beyond the pain that you may be feeling right now. In Romans chapter 8, when we're comforted by these verses that say, can anything separate us from the love Christ has for us? Can troubles or problems or sufferings or hunger or nakedness or danger or violent death? But in all these things, we are completely victorious through God who showed his love for us. The Bible promises you and me the love that God has for you can't turn your story of defeat into a story of miracle, into a story of victory. In his sovereignty, God may allow things to happen. God, as Job said, God gives and he takes away, but God's miracles are as certain as our hardships. When you personally know the love that God has for you, you can't help but to trade the fear and the sorrow in your heart for trust and hope. And this is the message that is coming up time and time again during this service, that we need to have hope. The Bible says that we already stand completely victorious before our enemies, before any hardships in life through Christ Jesus. Pain is just the backdrop of miracles. Let's continue reading. But the crowds heard where Jesus was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowds as he stepped from the boat, and he was moved with compassion towards them, and he healed their sick. All that Jesus ever wanted at that moment was solitude. And then he saw the crowds. And the Bible says that he was moved with compassion towards them. Compassion literally means suffering together alongside someone. Compassion is to allow someone else's suffering to move you and creates in you a strong desire to alleviate their suffering. Even though Jesus was dealing with his own emotions, with his own problems, with his own hardships, Jesus didn't turn away from other people's needs. He embraced them. He decided to do something about it. He had compassion. Even though Jesus himself was suffering, Jesus considered other people's sufferings more important than his own suffering. Jesus honored others more then he honored himself. And this leads us to the second truth I want to share with you today. Every time we respond with compassion, God responds with a miracle. Every time we respond with compassion, God responds with a miracle. Compassion allows us to be channels of heavenly blessings. The Bible says that every good gift comes from above, from our Father in heaven, so compassion allows us to respond to other people's prayers. Compassion responds to prayers. Miracles, they don't just happen out of the blue. The Bible says in Philippians 2 that we need to have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had towards people. Because when we have compassion in our heart, God moves and this is a lesson that the disciples had to learn throughout this miracle. Let's continue reading in Matthew 14, continuing, continuing in verse 15. When the evening had come, the disciples went to him and said, this is a deserted place, 
and it's already late. Send the crowds away so that they can go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus told them, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. They told him, we don't have anything here except five loaves of bread and two fish. And as I was reading this passage, I was thinking that God many, many, many times, he places us in the same position as the disciples were in. He brings us people uh, with their own problems. He is inviting us to be part of the solution. But when he's, God says something, our hearts immediately jump and say, who, what, do what? You're inviting me to do what? I don't have anything but five loaves of bread and two fish. We know what it feels like. I bet you know exactly the feeling that the disciples had. When we know that we do not have enough to give, then we feel simply overwhelmed, tired, and powerless. But the Bible says Jesus didn't ask the disciples if they had enough bread or fish to feed the people. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. We have to give something. We have to give something. You see, the disciples' problem and our problem many times, and I speak in the first person, is not a lack of resources, but a lack of giving. Giving of what we have. If we want to see God doing a miracle, we need to be the part of the solution by giving something. Jesus said, you give them something to eat. And the Bible continues. Jesus said, bring them to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed them. Then he broke the loaves in pieces and gave them to the, his disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. All of them ate and were filled. Then the disciples picked up what was left of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Imagine only if every single man there was married and had at least two or three children, which was very common back then, how it would easily be over 15,000 people in that place. But notice this story. Jesus took the bread and the fish. Jesus said, bring them to me. And Jesus blessed the offering. Jesus blessed what the disciples gave. He broke them and put them again in the hands of the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. Jesus was teaching the disciples that they need to be part of the miracle. It would be very easy for Jesus just to do the whole thing because it was his power, it was his miracle. But no, he wanted to teach the disciples something important that he's also wanting to teach us this morning. We need to be compassionate and generous. Not what we don't have, but what God has put in our hands. And God, our God of miracles, is going to make it enough to bless the people. If Jesus is asking for the five loaves of bread and the two fish that we have, we need to trust 
in his ability to make it enough for the people that we want to bless, but only for ourselves. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3, when we see Peter and John looking straight at this man that was lame and beggared, Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you. And you get that realization very soon when you are before people in need. I don't have enough to be and make the difference in your life. But then Peter said, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Peter was willing to give of what he had. And we read the rest of the story and we know that that was enough to make a difference in a man's life. When the time comes, I believe most of us battle with these thoughts. But if I give, I will be the one lacking. If I give, I'm going to be the one that doesn't have enough time. If I'm the one giving, then every, um, any more, more people will even suffer because I'm, won't, I will be lacking. But Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Give generously, and generous gifts will be, will, given, will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it will run over the top. Your measurement of generosity becomes the measurement of your return. Because when we have the same attitude that Jesus had, when we give of what we have, we set ourselves up to see the glory of God in ways that we've never seen before. We see the glory of God in other people's lives around us, but we see the glory of God in our own lives. The measure for generosity, the measurement of our compassion towards others, Jesus says, and he promises, and this is God's word, it's the measurement of our return. It's the measurement of how God is going to bless us in return. Everyone ate. Everyone, everyone was full, the Bible says. Not only the disciples ate, but all that entire crowd ate and saw the glory of God. Many of us have become a five loaves and two fish kind of person, especially now during these pandemic times. And just like the disciples, we just want to send the crowds away. We just want to tell people that they need to go find bread elsewhere. There's so much demand and so many needs that even though we feel compassion towards people, we feel that we don't have enough. And we have to admit, many times we just sit back and wait for someone else to do something about it. But Jesus knows who we are. Jesus knows what we have. And my friend, Jesus knows that you have very little. Maybe not, you don't have little for your own means, for your own needs, but when you look into what other people need, you clearly don't have enough. But if you are willing to give what Jesus is asking you to give, if you bring your gift to him, you will see the glory of God in your life in ways that you've never seen before because he will take and accept as an offering what you have and he himself is going to make it overflow to people's lives. 
And let me say this, at Riverside Lisbon, we are surrounded by wonderful examples of people who are a perfect example of what it means to be a servant of Jesus Christ. This community is filled with people who are leading by example, people that are putting everything they have at the foot of the cross. Every ministry of this church is filled with such kind of people, inspiring examples of people who serve others sacrificially. Every Sunday, for example, you have many teams serving together. We have musicians, we have singers, multimedia, sound, live stream preachers, welcome team, hospitality. During the week, we have people that are giving, that are comforting others, that are praying for each other, that are managing what the church has. They're carrying each other's burdens. They're teaching others the, the way of Christ. Everyone, everyone serving sacrificially. Everyone following the example of their Lord Jesus Christ. And we're touched by your example. We feel inspired by your example. When we serve alongside people such as these, it's not hard to serve Jesus wholeheartedly. It gives us such pleasure to know that we're all heading the same way. That as the Bible says, we all have the same mind. We all have the same attitude. And let me remind you this morning. Because you've been generous and you've been giving and you've been sacrificing and serving others. Because that's the only way that we can serve Jesus. My friends, you have a great reward. You already have a great reward in Christ Jesus. I'm not just mentioning the great reward that you have in heaven because I believe that God is rewarding you and taking care of you. And if that's your example, if that's your experience with the gospel, that you have a God that takes care of you as you take care of others, carry on serving with everything that you have. Carry on giving. Do not accept the fear and this overwhelming times to make you feel that you are not enough because you are enough in Christ Jesus. And you have enough in Christ Jesus to continue to be a blessing. I feel inspired by many, many examples that I have around me. My wife, four years ago, when God called her to do something to help solve the problems of migrants and refugees in, in Lisbon, God was challenging her for a, a massive task for a 22-year-old that just graduated from college. And many of you know and have witnessed the, land of, the hand of the Lord going before her and, and how the Lisbon Project now is helping hundreds and hundreds of people, families that are in need and we want to better their lives one area at a time and we see the glory of God in that. Everything is being done in the name of Jesus. Everything that is being done by this church is in the name of Jesus. Everything that is done by the Lisbon Project is in the name of Jesus. Because he is our example to follow in good times and in hard times. Someone once said, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Jesus is able to give us everything that we need. So let me close this time by challenging you. As I was challenged by the Lord 
this week. Maybe you started this year in pain. You felt depleted. You felt like you don't have anything to give. You only had five loaves of bread and two fish. And you know something? That's okay. It's okay that we go through times where we have to deal with our own brokenness, our own insufficiency. It's okay to understand that we're not complete in ourselves, that we are lacking. It's part of being human. It's part of the experience. We don't have to pretend that everything is okay all the time when we feel exactly the same way that everyone else around us feels. But the Bible is challenging us this morning as it challenged me. Do not allow your brokenness to, be, to stop you from being the blessing that God called you to be. Don't allow your brokenness to stop you from impacting and blessing the lives of people that are around you. Think about the example that Jesus set before us. In times of need, in times of sorrow, in times of everything that you feel is to be alone, when Jesus saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion towards them. Remember this. Our God is a God of miracles. And his miracles are as certain as our hardships. Our miracles are as certain as our hardships. God is not asking you to come up with the solution for everything that is falling apart. Not just in your life, but in everyone, everyone else's life. He is asking you to bring what he has already placed in your hands. In Jesus Christ, what you have is enough to bring hope to a broken world. Bring him what you have with compassion. Bring him your gifts. Bring him your talents. Bring him your willingness. Bring him your resources. And he will make it not just enough. He will make it overflow. He will make what we give go beyond of anything that we can imagine. Remember this verse in Luke 137. For nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. God is right beside you in this moment of need. Remember this. With God, nothing is impossible. Everything is possible with God. Let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful for such a beautiful opportunity that you're giving us to be in your word. We're grateful that you are such a good God, such a caring God. Thank you that you're taking care of our needs and taking care of the needs of our community, Lord. But as we were challenged this morning, we pray that you will help us see people the way you see people that we will not limit our understanding of our circumstances to the things that we have in our hands, but we will believe in the God of miracles, in the God that is able to do the impossible in our lives and in the lives of many, Lord. We come before you this morning with what we have. We come before you with what you have placed in our hands, and Lord, help us be faithful with what we have. 
Help us to be sensitive to the calling of the Holy Spirit for us to do and act the same way that Jesus did. And Lord, if there's any selfishness, any fear, any feeling in our hearts that is stopping us from believing and trusting you, Lord, we want to proclaim victory over those feelings. We want to proclaim victory through your word. Give us faith to believe in your word, Lord. Help, help us to trust in who you are in everything that you've done and it is written, Lord, is for us to know that we serve an all-powerful God that loves us and cares for us. Lord, may in these times of May we as your church go beyond in what is possible. Lord, let us reach to the impossible. Let us see your glory in ways that we haven't seen before. If we saw your glory and compassion towards us in 2020, Lord, we believe we will see even more in 2021. Because, Lord, you see the people that are in need. You see the hardships that people go through. Lord, will you bless and keep these communities, Riverside, Lisbon, and the Lisbon Project in the palm of your hands so that we can bless the people that are around us. Lord, that may they may not need to seek help anywhere else, but they will seek help in you and receive it, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness and your kindness. Thank you for the challenge that you're giving us this morning. Help us be faithful.